Podcast One Production. Your morning agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 21st of January. An historic day in the United States as Joe Biden was sworn in this morning as the 46th president of the U.S. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear. That I will faithfully execute. That I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States. Office of President of the United States. And will, to the best of my ability, will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend. Preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. So help you, God. So help me, God. Congratulations, Mr. Thank President. You. With a heavy security presence, the new commander-in-chief used his inaugural speech to call for unity, saying he will be a president for all Americans. This is our historic moment of crisis and challenge. And unity is the path forward. And we must meet this moment as the United States of America. Mr Biden is the oldest US president to take office at the age of 78. By his side is Kamala Harris, who was also sworn in today as the new vice president. She is the first female, first black and first Asian VP of the US. And there was plenty of star power at the heavily guarded event, with former US presidents Bill Clinton, George W. Bush and Barack Obama in attendance, and performances from Jennifer Lopez, Garth Brooks and Lady Gaga, who sang the national anthem. Just hours earlier, Donald Trump left the White House and boarded Marine One for the last time. I wish the new administration great luck and great success. I think they'll have great success. They have the foundation to do something really spectacular. And again, we put it in a position like it's never been before, despite the worst plague to hit since... I guess you'd say 1917, over 100 years ago. And despite that, the things that we've done have been just incredible. And I couldn't have done done it without you. So just a goodbye. We love you. We will be back in some form. Before leaving the office, Mr Trump reportedly left a note for Mr Biden in the Oval Office and gave last-minute pardons to 143 people, including his former chief strategist, Steve Bannon. Meantime, as the new US president was sworn in, the US has reached another grim COVID-19 milestone. The COVID death toll has now hit 400,000 people, with the new president pausing for a minute's silence during his inaugural speech to honour the many victims. The total is nearly equal to the number of Americans killed in World War II, with one American now dying every 38 seconds from coronavirus. 
Also making news this Thursday morning, Chinese doctors have been busted on camera admitting they were told to lie about COVID-19 when the coronavirus crisis first unfolded. The medics were secretly recorded saying they knew the virus transmitted from human to human but were told by authorities not to speak out. The bombshell admissions, which are part of a new British documentary, show the virus was spreading as early as the start of January 2020 and contradict China's official denial that it covered up the outbreak. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Thursday morning. Tragedy has struck at a popular swimming hole in Sydney's southwest. Police recovering the body of a teenager who went missing while swimming yesterday. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield is in Sydney with the latest. Yeah, Tasha, wide-scale searches ended in tragedy, with police recovering the body of a teenager who went missing while swimming near Campbelltown. The 15-year-old boy was with a few friends at popular swimming hole Kentland Basin along the Georges River just after 2.30 yesterday afternoon when they jumped off a cliff into the water. Police were told four teenagers entered the water, but only three resurfaced. The boy's body was recovered just after 5pm. A report is being prepared for the coroner. And Tennis Australia has confirmed it is set to pay for the running of the COVID quarantine hotels for players ahead of the Australian Open. As James Lake in Melbourne reports, there were concerns Victorian taxpayers would be footing the bill. Thanks, Tash. Yeah, well, Victorians really do love the Australian Open and going to the tennis, that's already a pretty expensive exercise in itself. Now, when the tournament boss, Craig Tiley, was asked about the bill for quarantine yesterday on Melbourne Radio, he said the $40 million hotel tab would be partly paid by the Victorian state government. In a statement then released later in the afternoon, Tennis Australia had changed its position and has confirmed it will fund the entire quarantine program itself. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from switzer.com.au. Good morning, Peter. Now, the US stock market has given President Joe Biden a record-breaking welcome to his new top job. That's right, Tash. Despite fears of protests ruining the day, President Joe Biden was inaugurated to succeed President Donald Trump. As the 46th president of the US, investors are hopeful that the 78-year-old Democrats trillion COVID-19 relief plan will support an economic recovery and bolster company earnings as well as share prices. And Wall Street showed the new president was seen as a plus with the Dow Jones index hitting an all-time high overnight, which would be a positive lead-in for our stock market today. And the star stock was Netflix, whose share price was up 16% in one day on strong subscriber growth worldwide. Everyone's watching Netflix. International Airlines also news this morning. Peter, are concerned that Australia is going too far with its border restrictions. That's right. The Morrison government is coming under pressure from international airlines to have a seat at the table when it comes to opening up Australia's borders to the world. Now, the AFR reports the likes of Singapore Airlines, Cathay and Qatar are bringing many Aussies home from OS and the airlines were shocked when the health department head, Brendan Murphy, warned that we might not be able to travel overseas until 2022. On hearing this, Emirates officially stopped flying to Australia. And also today, Peter, first home buyers, they're the surprise winners out of the coronavirus crisis. 
Yeah, that's right. The coronavirus has taken many things away, such as interstate and international travel, but it has delivered some wins, such as low interest rates and a big rise in first home buyers who now can get into the property market. Two of the country's biggest mortgage brokers, Mortgage Choice and AFG, say over 20% of applications for new loans have come from first home buyers. Peter, thank you. Pleasure. Export now with Brett Thomas and Brett. The tennis players who are complaining about life in quarantine are getting little sympathy now from other athletes around the world. Yes, good morning, Tash. When you think of the voice of reason, it's fair to say you probably don't think of Conor McGregor. The UFC star has heard the racket the Australian Open players have been making. Seventy-two of them, of course, stuck in hard hotel quarantine for two weeks. McGregor told the project last night they need a reality check. I would urge the tennis players to. You know, get their act together and also, uh, you know, embrace it and, and relish it and be, be happy in the fact that you get to compete. People can't even go to work. P- children can't even go to school. Professional athletes are complaining about a little bit of isolation. You know, come on, guys. I think if Connor knocked on my hotel door and said I needed to just uh, smarten up, I probably would listen to him as well. He is actually <laughs> in uh, isolation himself, Tash. He's preparing to fight American Dustin Poirier in Abu Dhabi uh, this weekend. That's on Sunday Australian time. 48 hours he has to serve. He arrived in Abu Dhabi on a luxury yacht. So fair to say he's probably not doing it as tough as some of the tennis players out there. Spe- uh, speaking of that, Novak Djokovic last night, an Instagram post attempting to clarify that list of what were called demands he sent to Craig Tiley, the Tennis Australia chief. He says that they were merely suggestions and was hope- was trying to help out um, some of the players who's- who don't have the same conditions as the top stars in Adelaide. And that's been, I think, the biggest bone of contention is we've got some the highest profile players in Adelaide. Most of them have balconies. They're, a- they're able to go out and train. And none of their charter flights have recorded a positive case, whereas we've got some of the other players in Melbourne, obviously, um, who claim that they weren't told of the conditions that they were walking into. They don't have balconies. They can't, don't have windows that they can open. So he was simply trying to help out them. That's what uh, he's, he's saying this morning. No demands, just trying to help them out. Also, yes. Brett, this morning, Tim Payne, this is really interesting, has the backing of the man who could be in contention to replace him. As test yeah, prob- captain. yeah, probably no surprise, Tash, that a player would say publicly that he's he's backing his captain. But there's no doubt that Pat Cummins feels that he could captain a test side one day. He wasn't happy when Michael Clark said the role had to go to a batsman. We haven't had a fast bowler skip of the side since the late 50s. That was Ray Linwall for one test. So it would be... Um, probably seen it as perhaps a risk to have a fast bowler captain the side but again there's no obvious replacements they seem reluctant for Steve Smith to hold any sort of a leadership role so to David Warner. Uh, Pat Cummins speaking at Sydney Airport yesterday and says that uh, Payne has his unwavering support. As a leader he's so impressive um, yeah no we all Love playing under him. He's a beauty. And we've got a tour to South Africa coming up. So dare say Payne will, will uh, Tim Payne will keep the role for that tour and then we'll see how we perform there. And also making news in sport today, Brett, the future of Nathan Buckley is again a big talking point leading into the AFL season for this year. Yeah, as it seems to be for many seasons of Nathan Buckley's time <laughs> as coach of the Pies, uh, entering his 10th season now. And of course, really the man who was responsible for him becoming coach at Collingwood is Eddie Maguire in the last year, of course, uh, as his tenure as president. And 
perhaps you thought maybe that's part of the reason why he wants to step down at the end of the year, Eddie, is so he doesn't have to make a tough call about his uh, favourite son. In terms of his his contract status at the moment, there's no contract in front of Nathan Buckley as we speak in the preseason. And Eddie Maguire said on radio in Melbourne yesterday that uh, they're certainly in no rush. That's the least of his worries. He, he knows that uh, our situation at Collingwood, we, we love Nathan Buckley. You know, we've got plenty of time on things. There's There's no rush. There's a they're the biggest club uh, in the AFL, Tash, and uh, they're all, there's always some sort of uh, pressure on Collingwood going into an AFL season. Yeah, it could be a changing of the guard. Interesting year ahead. Brett, thanks as always. Thanks, Tash. Checking the weather details now around the country for this Thursday morning. Partly cloudy, a top of 27 degrees on the way for Brisbane today. 27 also for Sydney, mostly sunny. Mostly sunny for both Melbourne and Canberra, 30 and 31 degrees there respectively. 22, partly cloudy for Hobart, 35, warm day on the way today for Adelaide, 34 and sunny for Perth and a shower or two with a possible storm and a top of 33 degrees for Darwin. And here is a very interesting way to release a bit of tension. A new service has been developed in the US by school teacher Chris Golmer called Just Scream. And it's exactly that. People call the hotline and just scream for as loud as they want and for as long as they want and then hang up. The outbursts are recorded and played out on the website every day. Now, a warning, it's a bit intense, but have a quick listen. Okay, then. Would you believe there has been more than 70,000 recordings since the hotline launched? And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. Please rate and review and you can also follow us on your socials at Your Morning Agenda on Instagram. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.